Hello and good morning. I'm Pastor Jerry Bond. Welcome to an old cowboy talking about Jesus. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we join our hearts together with yours because when you say we're in two or three are gathered together, you're in the midst. So we thank you that you're here. You have brought forth your word to, to teach all of us about you and what you're doing in this world and in this time and how we are to be about your business. Thank you for the word. It sets us free. It helps us to grow. And we understand more about who we are in you. Thank you for the blessing that you have for us today. Thank you for this message of hope that we that are here on this earth are being tested and tried. But thank you, Father, for your glory. Because greater is he that is in us than he is in the world. Thank you, Father, for this day. In Jesus' wonderful name, and we all say it, amen. Today, if you got your Bible, go to Matthew, the 8th chapter. The title of this sermon today, The Healing Jesus. Jesus had been up on the mountain praying, and when he came down, a leper came to him, and he said, Lord, if thou art willing, you can heal me. He said, reached out and touched the man, and he said, I am willing, be healed. Now, a lot of denominations and a lot of people use that if right there to cause themselves to stumble in the walk of faith. Leave the if out. He said, I am willing. Jesus is the healer. He is willing. I'd like to drop down to Matthew 8, verse 17 and 18. It says, all these words were fulfilled that the prophet Isaiah had spoken about Jesus hundreds of years before he came, that he would heal all that came to him and they brought them to him and it was fulfilled and it is fulfilled. It's fulfilled every day that Jesus is the healer. He is the, sent forth as the father sent him into this earth to be everything to mankind. He is our life. He's our, he's our spirit. He's our in, innovation. He is our action. He is our whole heart of the thoughts and the intents of the father. You may be sitting somewhere today sick and, and afflicted by some terrible disease or something has happened or tragedy that's in your life, but Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit are right there to comfort you. They're right there open the Word and believe what God's Word says, and He came to do that. And immediately He told that leper, He says, you have been made whole. Go show yourself to the priest that it was in Moses' day. Now at that point in time, Jesus was still operating under the Old Covenant. In the Gospels, he changes to the New Covenant. So be aware of that as we begin to progress into this. So as he was going along on his daily journey, he was always blessing the people. A, a man of honor, a, a, a Roman, came to him and he says, My servant lies at home with palsy to the point of death in very much pain. And, and he says, I'll just come and heal him. And the, the man said, No, says, I am unworthy for you to come and be under my uh, under my roof. This man was a, a, probably a, a soldier or something in the army. And he said, Lord, I tell a man to go. I tell him to come. And he does this. He does that. He said, you just speak the word, Jesus, and my servant shall be made whole. And so Jesus says, go thy way. Your, your servant is made whole as you have believed. Notice that statement, as you have believed. So he was going along a little further and he came to Peter's house. And there was Peter's mother-in-law laying there with a fever. And anytime Jesus shows up, right now in your house, my house, or wherever we are, when he shows up, all the things of the enemy has to flee because the righteous one has come. Jesus, the son of the most high God, has showed up. And there's power, there's blessings, there's favor, there's grace, there's mercy, there's healing, there's salvation, there's deliverance. There's everything needed and known to mankind. And when he shows, and he shows by, him, by the Spirit, and he touched this, Peter's mother-in-law, and she was instantly healed. 
glory to God, glory to God. Then he comes down and he goes, he gets in a boat and the disciples get in with him and they go to the other side. When he gets over there, he's at the country of Gazarene. Two demon-possessed men came to him. One place he talks about one, but here he talks about two. Two came to him and they were strong and they were beating everybody up. And Jesus, this devil in these demoniacs says, who are you, son of God, Jesus the most high? And he said, what do you have to do with us? And Jesus says, be quiet and come out. And they says, can we go in those pigs there? And they went into the swine and went down the hill and, and died into the ocean. Jesus, they wanted to know if they could do that, and they did. Then the men went back to their city, and when they got back to their city, they told all about Jesus. But notice that last verse of chapter 8. When they got down there, all the people said, beg Jesus to leave. How many of us and how many of us in our nation have asked to, to take God and Jesus out of everything? And, and when he did, they took him out and they begged him to leave. You know why? Because righteousness uncovers darkness, uncovers unrighteousness. Come down into the ninth chapter. There's a very interesting thing there. A man came to Jesus and he says, my little daughter has died. Would you please come and lay your hand upon her? Now we're talking about a healing Jesus. Now some of you may not believe. Some of you may still be in the darkness of this world, the God of this world. 2 Corinthians 4, 4 has blinded the minds and the hearts of the people that they might not see the light of the glory of the gospel. Let's stop right here before I go back to Matthew 9. Why on earth did Jesus come? Well, uh, Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Jesus came to set free all that are oppressed of the devil, to take the yoke of bondage off their neck in Isaiah 27, 14. He has come to set you free. And you may be sitting there in an ICU room. You may be at home sick. You may have been diagnosed with terminal four cancer. You may be broke and the creditors are after you. You may have children on drugs and alcohol and, and you've lost your hope. And you've listened to the words of the world. You've listened to the news, however every dark thing is. And everybody's mad at somebody saying evil things about one another. But greater is he, 1 John 4, 4, than he that is in the world. One that is in us, the Holy Spirit of God, who who is the creator. God told him to let there be light, and there was light. So come back to the ninth chapter. As Jesus is going along, they begin to mock him. And he says, you don't need a physician. He said, no. He said, "To the I came to those that are sick that need a physician. And then he said something mighty powerful. In some translations it says, he came as a to for compassion and not sacrifice. You can read that in several different ways, but Jesus desires us to have compassion for each other and for all that we might walk in the supernatural glory of the Father. Our Father is so great, so wonderful, and so omnipotent, powerful that we can't even realize by the thoughts intents of our uh, little mind what, what and who He is. We see glimpses. We, we see the glory. And in 2 Corinthians 3, 17, He says, Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. And we're as beholden in a mirror go from glory to glory and we're being transformed and made in the very image of him. And he tells us that. And he says these light afflictions in 2 Corinthians 4, 17, he says these light afflictions are but for a moment, but call those things that be not. He says the things you see are, natu are not natural and they're not eternal, but God's things are eternal. So he's talking to you today about eternal life through Christ the healer, Jesus the healer, the anointed Messiah. So come back up there a little farther and he says, foxes and have no holes and birds. But he said, I have no home. You know why he said that? 
because he was unwelcome in most people's homes. Why? Because they became under conviction of what they need to do or should do or, or supposed, pardon me, supposed to do. So what, what is the story? We're to trust and lean on God with all of our heart, lean not on our understanding upon His because it is life and health to our navel. It is life and health to our body. He says over and over like Psalm 91, we're under the shelter of the Most High and the deadly pestilence come not come near our homes and he, he, he takes care of us. Then he says he will give us long life. Now you can believe the evil report in Isaiah 53, 1, or you can believe the report of the Lord. The report of the Lord says, I am the Lord God, Jehovah Rapha, the healer. Jesus was sent forth and he and the Father are the same. They're one. If you read that in John 17, verse 1, 2, and 3, where he says we are the same, we are one. So people don't understand maybe how that works, but there's denominations that are built off of that, but they're false. That's a false teaching. That's deception by the enemy. Or you may be sick in your body and everybody else is getting healed. Everybody else is being blessed and you're sitting there, you're laying there and you're squalor and you're, you're hurt, you're in pain and you're crying out to God. In Psalm 119, 67, he says, before I was afflicted, I went astray. In Psalm 107, verse 20, he said, they cried out in all their troubles and God sent the word. That's his son, Jesus, to heal all that were oppressed of the devil. And God heard them and he healed them all. If you'll study over and over in Matthew 8 and Matthew 9, you're going to find they would bring everyone that was sick, infirmed, or with the enemy, possessed of the enemy. And Jesus healed them all without exception. A lot of times you'll hear people quote Job. And if you go back and study Job and have a little understanding, you'll see what I'm fixed to tell you. Job was a man of righteousness and the most righteous man in the East. Satan would, at that time could travel back and forth from heaven to earth. And he saw a father and he says, what have you been doing? He said, I've been down there amongst the sons of men. He said, what about your servant Job? You've got a hedge around him. And he said, no, I don't. He says, you can do anything you want to him, but you can't kill him. Well, his children had been operating in sin because he had been offered sacrifices to the father for the forgiveness of their sins. Satan killed all the children and took all the wealth because he was a very rich man. And he was sitting at the gates. I think he had leprosy. I think he had all kinds of things on his body. May have had cancer. And he was a very decrepit and insidious place where he was. And his, even his wife came and says, why don't you curse God and die? He said, no, the things I have feared most, fear is the opposite of faith, has come upon me. We know if we read the last three chapters of that 40, those 42 chapters, you're going to find that God, as soon as he prayed for his awful friends, they even tried to get him to curse God too and want to know what wicked sin they'd done. Well, if you read John 11, verse 2 or 3 or 4, it says, this is a sin not unto death. Every sin that is committed with the exception of one is forgiven by the blood of Jesus. And that sin is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Don't do that. It's very harmful to you. It will cause you not to be alive. It will cause you to be in a lot of hurt. Don't do that. If you don't believe in the Holy Spirit, you don't believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, leave it alone till you come to a place where you have the understanding of what Father is teaching. You have been given power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you to come against the wiles of the devil. You can't do it in your own flesh. John 15, 5 says that without me you can do nothing. Jesus is the healer. Now come back to Matthew 9. He's telling very interesting stories. He goes down through there. This man came to him. He says, my little girl has died. Come. And she said, I'll come. And on the way there, a woman that had been suffering for hemorrhages of bleeding for 12 years, and she has spent all of her money on doctors, the word says there. She says, but if I can but touch Jesus, 
If I can just touch him, I will be made whole. And so she slipped up in the crowds trying to be unnoticed and touched the hem of Jesus' garment. When she did, instantly virtue and power came out of Jesus into her. You and I touch Jesus through prayer, through the words of our mouth, through believing in our heart, confessing it with our mouth. That's how we touch Jesus. We call upon his name and he, he hears us and answers. Instantly, she was healed. Instantly. And you'll say, well, why aren't all of us? Doubt and unbelief. Start saying those things that are pleasing to the Father. Remind him of what he says. Father, your word says that by Jesus' stripes we are and have been made whole. So start confessing that and saying, God, I'm so sick. That may be what you really are, but the point is God's word will supersede that and go greater than that. God's word is greater than anything you can think, ask, or imagine. According to what? The power that works in you. So what is working in you? Doubt and unbelief? You know, back in January, I was diagnosed with stage four terminal cancer 10 months ago. I'm still here, what am, and I'm not taking any treatments. I, I, had, I had colon surgery, all right, got rid of the infection, the cause of the infection. They told me that all these things were in my body. The Word of God says that by Jesus' stripes, I'm healed. Am I going to believe that, or am I going to believe the, what the x-ray show? Now, I'm not trying to deny that the cancer wasn't there. But what I am saying, it has got to go because greater is he that is in me. I was filled with the Holy Spirit. You're filled with the Holy Spirit. The word of God is in our hearts and in our minds. So we confess what the Father says. We say what he says. It doesn't mean you're not going to have pain. I have had severe pain. And I'm not foolish. If I need to go and get help, I will go and get help. Sometimes you may need to look up. Your redemption is right near you. It's in your mouth and in your heart. What you're saying about yourself. Speak the word of God over your body. He will renew your youth like the eagle. He will destroy that. We had a text from a man who says, I was foolish for standing and speaking the things of God. Well, the man is just blinded. I feel sorry for the man. I have compassion for him. May his heart be turned back to the Lord, that he see the salvation of God. It is greater. You know, if you go to at Romans 8, verse 20, round, round, round verse 23, it says that, Creation is waiting on mankind to step up and speak the things and take the authority and keep that blessed hope. What keeps us going? God has promised us a long life. He has promised us a beneficial life, a prosperous life. Don't get caught up on one place. Be, be universal in your thinking. Don't get in the ditch on healing or the ditch on salvation. Some people only teach salvation. Well, then their people are sick because they don't realize who they are in Jesus. Jesus is anointed. That word Christ means anointed to do what God called him to do. That's Isaiah 61. It's also in, in, uh, in Luke, the fourth chapter, the 18th verse. He has anointed me to what? To preach the gospel. The gospel is the good news that Jesus came to deliver you from sin, death, hell, and the grave, to heal your bodies, heal your mind, and to glorify the Father. So when you realize it's, it, Jesus is a healing Jesus, and you'll say, people say, well, I don't believe in healing. Well, you're missing the glory because Jesus came to heal that we're sick. He says so. What about Paul and the thorn in the flesh? Well, let's talk about that for a minute. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 1 through 7 or 9, it says, I was given great revelations by the Father. And these revelations were, were some of them couldn't even be talked about. And he says to keep me from uh, being puffed up or being uh, prideful about it. He said, I was given, given a thorn in the flesh by Satan a messenger of Satan, not God, Satan. 
The Lord spoke to me about this cancer situation in my life. I've been studying the Word of God for, for 46 years. I've been walking in it very intently since 1988. I've seen untold thousands of people healed. I've seen 34 people come from the dead. I've seen cancer. I've seen uh, AIDS. I've seen crippled legs healed. I've seen blind eyes open. I've seen deaf ears open, new hearts. I've seen all kinds of manifested glory. I saw a man's leg grow three inches in, in Columbia. Out, right in the middle of the street, I saw this. I've seen God do miraculous things. He's still on the throne. He's still doing the business. His son is alive. He is risen. He is a risen Savior. He is a risen healer. When you start praising Him, you start worshiping Him, you start thanking Him. You may not have healing in your body. You may be sick to death. But when you start praising Him and you start worshiping Him, when you do that, the intent of your heart and the Holy Spirit shows up in your body to, to create new, new, new cells and new body. John 6, 63, it says the Holy Spirit gives life and He gives it to you more abundantly. Now come back to Matthew 9. The, the, Jesus is on the road to the centurion. That was Jairus. And when he got there, the wapers and the wailers and the, the well, you're never going to be healed are there. They're all doing their thing. And Jesus run them all out of there. He took only Peter, James, and John with him. He left the other disciples out there because they weren't in, in believing, believing him that he was able to do this. And he took Jairus and his wife in and touched the little girl. And in a twinkling of an eye, quicker than you blink your eye, the little girl was made whole, brought back to life. Jesus brought people back to life. He's still doing that. He'll do that through me or you or anybody that will believe him and know that, what the intents of his heart is. We're not to do that in the intention of puffing us up or being prideful. We're to do that so the Father will receive all glory. Now, you may be going and running and taking and chasing someone or a doctor or, or some kind of medicine or something. Get your eyes off of your sickness. Get your eyes off of your deficit. Get your eyes off the problem, the alcohol, the lack of. Get your eyes off of those things and put them squarely upon Jesus. In Colossians 3, 1 and 2, it says, Set your mind on things above. You're born from above. So start thinking about what Jesus would say to this situation. Jesus asked some of the folks, do you believe I'm able to do this? And he was going along there and the child was healed. Then he came upon uh, some blind guys and they came up to Jesus. They'd heard about Jesus. You know, when you hear and you know about the word, then you believe the word. And they came up to Jesus. He said, what do you want? He said, I want our sight. And immediately he says, as you have believed, you have it. Let me show you something about this. You'll never get anything from Father except you believe. One place here in these chapters, it talks about they do not put new wine in old wineskins because it'll burst. Okay? So you do not do that. It says, in another place there, it says that uh, out of the mouth, the abundance of the heart speaks. So what are you saying about yourself? Huh? What are you saying? Do you believe Jesus? Well, why does Jesus heal one and one other and won't get it? Or you'll go back to famous people where their wife died, their child died, and his daughter was deaf, and they didn't get it. I do not have the answer for that, except, except that maybe they didn't believe. I do not know, okay? Only God knows some of those things. Do not get bent out of shape. Do not bend astray. Notice that when, when Paul had this word, you know, he says, by my grace is more than sufficient. What is grace? That's God's love for you and me. He loves us so very, very much that he sent his son to die, to be executed a cruel and hostile and evil death on that awful cross. That's the only place he suffered was right there. He was persecuted, yes, but they didn't touch him. They didn't beat on him. They didn't harm him. 
He had the power to call legions of angels to stop them. But he didn't. He knew what he came here to do. He came here to seek and to save that which was lost, and that's us. He came here to bring all to salvation. You know, I have friends. I've been on lots of mission tours and lots of places and seen untold numbers of folks receive the salvation of the Lord. And, in my, and since 1976, and I'm not bragging, I'm just going to tell you a statement how God has worked through my life. He has raised up everyone I ever asked him, ever, ever got to share the gospel until this year, and I had two folks that did not receive. In 46 years, I've, that's been that way. He, every person that we got to share the good news. Now, some people will only go and preach salvation. Some people preach prosperity. Some people preach healing. But Jesus is all the summation of all things because he is all in all. When you get your eyes off of yourself and off your emotions and off your pride and off of, why me, Lord? Why is this happening? It's for God's glory. The Lord spoke to me about this thing troubling my, troubling my body. He says, Satan is testing you to see if you're going to continue to preach the true word of God or you're going to let Satan steal the, the, the faith out of you that you have for me. And I made this conscious decision that whatever happened in my life, my steps are ordered by God. That means everything is going to be good because the Word of God says all things work together for good and the Holy Spirit is in me. He's leading me. He's guiding me to tell you these things. He's telling me to, for you not to give up, for you to keep your faith strong. Start praising Him. Start thanking Him for what you do have. Bless Him. When you do that, you take your mind, your thoughts, and your energy off of yourself in the situation or whatever's troubling you, and you put it on the answer. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. He is the answer. He is the only answer. You may be going to doctors and taking medicine. You may be taking natural foods and all those things, and you'll, you'll build up in your mind, well, God created all these things, so they must be good. Well, they probably are. But the whole point is you're seeking the wrong thing. Seek Jesus. He is the only answer. There is no other answer in your life or mine that brings us to complete wholeness. If you'll read the word a little bit, you'll find that he'll restore your youth like the eagle. He will give you the strength of your heart, which is joy. He will bring you to a blessed place. And there's no trial or tribulation in 1 Corinthians 10, 13 that he will not deliver you from it. So what in the world are you looking at? What are you thinking about? So here we are. We're coming down to the end of this message and I want to, I want to instill this thought in you. The Bible says in, second, excuse me, in Romans 10, verse 8 through 13, that whoever, that's us, Calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That word saved in the Greek means be healed and complete in Jesus. Everyone who calls upon his name shall have that. He says, if you will do that and, and tell him, he said, I'm a sinner. I repent. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I'm sorry, Father, that I acted against you. Well, while you were sinning, he still loved you. He loves you now in spite of you. And he's telling you to turn from that. He said, whoever calls on my name shall be saved. If you believe that he was raised from the dead, he shall enter your heart and bring you into that great glory, that great forgiveness. The gospel of good news that you've been born again into his kingdom. Realize that you are his child. You have been brought out of death. You've been brought into life. He gave you the Holy Spirit to bring life into your mortal body. In Romans chapter 8 verse 11 it says, As Christ raised, raised Jesus, as Father raised Jesus from the grave, he shall also raise you up from the grave and give healing and health to your body. I pray that today's message has opened your eyes to the things of God. I, I pray that today you'll take your eyes off the cancer, the sickness, the disease, the politics, the cursing, and all the bad things that happen, and place them squarely upon the Lord. 
Let's, let's come in agreement right now and go to the Lord in His presence. Father, we praise You. We magnify You. We exalt You. Thank You for sending Your Son the best to be the total sacrifice, the once and forever sacrifice, that through Him we would have life and have it more abundantly. Thank You that, Lord, our bodies are healed, our minds are straight. Thank You, Lord, we have the ample, ample needs are met and everything that we need are already met through your riches and glory. We praise you for that. We thank you for all the blessings in Jesus' name and all the people said amen. Today, please subscribe to our daily devotions at pastorjerrybond.com. There you can view our TV schedule, the replays of our shows, and subscribe to our social media. There's a place there for donations, pastorjerrybond.com slash donations. And there's our address, post, post office box 51542, Amarillo, Texas, 79159. There, if you'll just, we just want to thank you. It is a blessing to serve Father and Jesus and to serve you. It is a blessing to come for you each week to tell you the good news that Jesus loves you. It is a blessing to know that you have given to the ministry to bring forth the righteousness and holiness of God. We're not doing this for money. We have no intentions of it. Our only hope and prayer is that everywhere we can spread the gospel, that the word of God will not return to the Father void, but it will bring forth that precious fruit that everyone who hears this message will turn from and receive the mightiness and the glory of Jesus who wants to live and be your Lord, your Savior, and your blessing. He wants to do that in you today. He wants to forgive you. He wants to fill you. He wants to heal your body. And he's already done it at the, before the cross when he was beaten. He's already brought forth the salvation from the death. He's, that's the last enemy that has been given us freedom. So we're free from all those things. He's calling on you today to give up the things of this world. Crucify your flesh to that stuff and walk with him daily. He will restore you into everything that you need and give you all the things that you do need. Get your eyes off yourself and put them over on him. He is the only answer to the salvation of the Lord. He is the only answer to deliver you or me from the enemy. He's the only answer to everything. And when your heart becomes right, right now you may be under condemnation, you may be under conviction, but we're not here to convict you. We're here to tell you that Jesus loves you and because he gave it all, you can have it all. Come to that place that's between you and him. It's not anything to do with me. It's between you and him. And when you call upon that precious name, you shall see the light of the glory of his gospel, that he loves you. He died for you. He's here. The greatest verse in the Bible that most people quote, For God so loved the world that he gave his son Jesus, that whosoever would believe in him would have eternal life. Today, you can have that. Call upon his name and receive. We bless everyone that heard the message and may it go forth and everyone and everybody's brother receive and hear the good news that Jesus loves them. And all came together in one name and said, Amen.